Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. This is your host, Brittany Crossan. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in again. This is episode 19, y'all. This has been such an amazing adventure creating this show for you. I hope you're loving it. I hope you've listened to all 19 episodes. If you haven't, you can go back and listen to them anytime. They're there for you. Um, Today's episode is another great one. I know I say it all the time, but it is. I'm actually bringing back my very first guest, Erin Segreto. She is the wonderful woman behind cathedralsandcafes.com, and she is giving us a behind-the-scenes look at a blogger brand partnership. So it's awesome. She's telling what goes into it. Like if you want to work with brands, um, this is the episode to listen to. She's she's filling us in. So it's very exciting. The interview is coming up very soon. Um, a couple of things real quick. One, I want to mention, don't forget to leave your reviews on iTunes. So iTunes reviews help the show a lot. They help give the show more visibility on uh, like on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. And so when you actually go and you subscribe and you um, rate and review the podcast, it is incredibly helpful. So go ahead and do that if you're listening on iTunes, which if you have an Apple device, you probably are. Um, and you'll get a shout out on a future episode whenever you leave a review. Also, if you want me to include your Instagram handle in that review, just send me a DM at Brittany Crossan after you've left your review so I can include it because then maybe you can uh, meet some new Instagram friends, right? (laughs) Um, So yeah. And then also another thing that's really helpful to the show, you guys, is if you will subscribe on any other platform. Like if you, so if you don't listen on iTunes, but you listen on Spotify or you listen on um, Google Play, like if you have an Android, anything, if you will subscribe, that is so helpful for the show. It's going to make sure that it's going to show those platforms that the show is being subscribed to and listened to. And also it makes it easier on you because you don't have to remember to look it up every Monday when a new episode comes out. It just pops up in your phone magically. (laughs) Okay. So That's that little bit of business I wanted to take care of. Um, So as I'm recording this, we are about to be going on a spring break trip in just a couple of days to a dude ranch. (laughs) As you're listening to this episode, we are already back home. But uh, yeah, as of right now, this moment, we have not left yet. And, um, and you know, I've, I've lived in Texas my entire life, all 39 years, um, and I have never been to a dude ranch. (laughs) So this is a first for me. I know you guys know that I like some bougie stuff. I do. I like the city. I like a fine hotel, a nice restaurant. But I got to say, I did grow up, you know, going out into the country to my grandparents' house, and there were like, you know, 
cattle auctions and shit. So uh, I, I can do this. I can do this dude ranch thing. <laughs> so um, yeah. So like I said, as you're listening to this, I'm actually already back home. And of course, if you follow me on social, I will be sharing all about our adventures. So if you want to see me on a trail ride, you should find me <laughs> on Instagram at Brittany Crossan. Facebook at Brittany Crossan official and just all over the damn internet. Okay. So that's all the chatting I'm going to do because this is a really great episode. I want you to please listen to soak all the knowledge in, enjoy it. And, um, always let me know what you think. Give me feedback. I want to hear what you think. Enjoy this interview with Aaron Segreto of cathedralsandcafes.com. Okay, you guys, this lady is the managing editor, the woman behind cathedralsandcafes.com, which is a stylishly unscripted destination for all things travel, fashion, beauty. She is incredible with so much good knowledge to share. She lives in San Antonio, Texas with her, um, with her two adorable pups and her husband, Paul, who makes amazing looking food, side note. Um, (laughs) And she was my very first podcast guest ever. And she's back. And I'm so thankful because I've gotten my shit together a little bit better now that she's back. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Erin Segreto. Oh my gosh, thank you. I am so happy to be back. I was thinking the other day, I was like, was I really the very first? Like, whoa, that's that's kind of a, a huge honor. <laughs> <laughs> it was unfortunately, you were like also kind of a guinea pig. Um, that was not the intention. <laughs> but you know, hey, you I'm learn. Gonna- I've learned a lot and things have improved in your back, and that's what matters. So I'm so happy you're here. I, I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you giving me some of it. Um, so excited about what we're gonna talk about about today because like I said you guys uh Erin is the um the woman behind cathedralsandcafes.com and she does really incredible stuff with her blog and with her brand last time we really talked a lot about Instagram and really showing your brand to your Instagram audience but now she's going to give us an extra special treat because we're going to talk about that um that brand partnership that a lot of people including Erin of course um deal with, right? Influencers, bloggers, and um, she's got so much good stuff to share. She's going to basically just take you behind the scenes. Like, this is how it works. This is what happens and kind of um, hopefully give you some guidance and maybe some good ideas. So are you ready to dig in? I am. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I will just, I'll let you get started. Like, however you want to start, how the process starts whenever you are... um, whenever you're wanting to start working with brands, yeah, what the heck happens? You know, when you, when you came to me to come back on the show and we were talking about, you know, some ideas for this episode, um, I thought this was a great one because it's, it's something that I think a lot of people are curious about. It's definitely one of the big questions that I always get, um, whether that's from um, you know, a reader of my blog or a follower, even my own family members. I mean, people are just very intrigued by how this whole thing works. Um, you know, when you get asked like, well, what do you do for a living? And you say, well, I, I have a website. I'm a, I, I kind of consider myself more of a writer. So I'll say, well, a writer, I have a, a women's lifestyle website and technically it's a blog. And they're like, oh, so you're a blogger. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and then the very next question is exactly what we're talking about today. And they're like, how does that work? You know, is that where you like, you know, you know, you're like selling stuff to people and you're like, you know, let me, let me <laughs> but you know, to be honest, before I got into it, I didn't really 
know exactly either. And these were kind of some questions that, that I always wondered about. And I think just over time, um, you kind of, you kind of have to learn as you go. There's really no like manual on any of this stuff. Um, although I did do a lot of research online, I was reading all kinds of, um, just blogger tips. There's a, there's a few bloggers out there that have been generous enough to share, you know, how they got started and how this process works. And so I did do some reading up on that, but I mean, you're kind of like thrown right into the fire, you know, from the get go. Um, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to, um, take a risk and, and you have to be willing to be okay when someone says, no, we don't want to work with you and not take that personally. And we'll kind of mm -hmm. talk about that um, as we get going. But, um, so great topic because it's a question I get all the time. Um, so my first thing is, you know, I would say if, if you are, um, if you're, if you're currently a blogger or if you're thinking about starting a blog and you haven't yet, my first advice would be just do it. Um, I waited probably two or three years before I started uh, my blog and I like kick myself all the time because that's two or three years I could have been getting experience in writing and establishing my presence. But I was afraid. I was like, you know, I don't have anything cool to say. Um, I don't know if, if the brands that I love are the same things that other people love. You know, you start questioning yourself and that's just dumb. Don't do isn't that. that. Isn't that funny in general, how, whether it's specifically to being a writer, being a blogger, being on social, that we are like, I don't have anything special to say. It's like, it's yeah. so funny because if you really listen to even some of the greats out there that are just all over the place, they may not really be saying groundbreaking things. I mean, really, it's just it's just about how you deliver to your audience, how you connect and all of that. So if you're worried about like what Aaron was just saying, yeah, it does. you don't have to be like reinventing the wheel. wheel. <laughs> no, you don't have, like you say, you don't have to be coming out with something profound all the time. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't think people tune in for these, you know, light bulb moments all the time. They, they, why do they tune in? Why do they like to follow you? Because, you know, you're interesting in some way, you know, you, um, whether you think you are or not, uh, it, that's probably the biggest, um, you know, uh, barrier to entry into this is that everyone just kind of assumes, well, I'm, I'm really not that cool, you know, not that interesting. Um, and that's just so not true. Everyone has value. Everyone has something to offer. And you start kind of finding out once you get started who like your people are, you know, right. Who, who the, these people that, you know, they, they're like, Oh my gosh, she's just like me. Like she's, she, like you and I, you know, we love wine. Like we could sit and talk wine in a whole episode. I'm sure. Um, oh, let's, let's do that. Let's go ahead and, and pencil that in our next one. You guys, sorry, we're going to have a wine episode. <laughs> I, look, I have like hundreds of people that would listen into that. Um, <laughs> That would be super fun. Um, but yeah, so like you find your people, right? But that's that's the thing to remember too, is like, you need to just do it. Just get out there and get started. Are you going to amass this huge community immediately? Um, realistically, no. Uh, it takes a while for people to find you. You have to also make yourself um, findable. You have to self-promote. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with too is you know, we're always taught, right? Like, don't brag on yourself. Don't promote yourself. You know, be humble, be this. And I totally agree with those things. Like, it, humility and, and being humble is important. Um, but if, you, if you're if you trying to build a community of people, 
you're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to promote through your social channels. You're going to have to share your site. And I mean, the first time you publish that blog post and it goes live, it's like pushing that big red button and you're like, Oh my God, like it's out there. You know, it's, it's, it's on the internet. Like people can read this, but you know, a lot of people think as soon as they do that, that it's on the internet. So millions of people are going to see it right away. And that doesn't happen because, you know, the internet is massive and always growing and you've got to make your content findable. So um, don't expect something crazy right, right away. But in the beginning, you know, you, you are going to have this sort of small little community that you're, you're, you're cultivating, you're, you're connecting with other people, you're, they're commenting, they're asking you questions, you're finding, you're looking at their Instagram, they're looking at yours and you're like, wow, this is really cool. We've established this relationship. Um, and the same thing with the blog, you know, you get comments on your articles. Um, I always make sure to say in my blog post, you know, if you have any questions or if you want to talk about this further, put something in the comments and we can start a dialogue. And that's what builds your, your little community. So that's kind of the very first step to having these um, brand partnerships is having a community of readers, of followers, because that's... I mean, we're talking about marketing here, right? This is a company, if you're working with a brand, that's going to want to um, make sure that your community sees their product, sees you using their product in a way that connects and relates to your community. So you you have to build something to get started. Mm. Um, there's a couple of, of, of schools of thought on this, and I'm going to, I'm going to address both of them. Um, one is there are paid partnerships with brands. And then the other is there's the unpaid partnership or the, um, you know, hashtag gifted partnership, um, that you'll see or gifted collaboration. Um, I'll talk about the, the unpaid first. So, you know, when you're first getting started, um, you're going to honestly get some uh, contact from brands that will actually reach out to you. I was actually very surprised when my inbox started receiving emails from companies that I was like, oh my gosh, you know, in the subject line, it says, you know, collab with you, you know, we want to collab. Um, nine times out of 10, those are companies that um, I've never heard of. They um, are, no, they're, there's not, a, they're, they're not brands I would ever work with. Um, no. They can kind of, you're going to get some sketchy offers. <laughs> and, I mean, to be honest, like you really are. It's going to be like companies you're like, what? I mean, some like random, you know, foot cream from somewhere. <laughs> you're like, I don't even use a foot cream, you know? And and this is this is bizarre. I mean, just, <laughs> that would be that's wild. Who uses foot cream? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. And um, so you have to kind of weed through and 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 be a little bit savvy to know like this is not first of all, it's not me. It's not something that I would trust. So I'm definitely not going to put it out there to my community uh, followers and say, Hey, look at this. I think there are a lot of influencers that do that. Um, unfortunately, and I don't think that that's right. I don't think you should just take everything that comes to you, whether it's free or paid and, and push it out to your community. If you don't really stand by it, because your community needs to be able to trust you and they have, and they do trust you. They follow you because they relate to you. Um, they find what you say interesting, but also, you know, uh, something that they can rely on. Um, so you got to weed through kind of the garbage to get to the treasure. Um, there will be some offers from brands that are gifted or unpaid, um, that, um, they're great brands. They're, um, 
they've been around. People know who they are. Um, and you can take, you can take them up on that collaboration. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially in the beginning when you are starting, because it's going to do a couple of things for you. It's going to get you some experience working with the brand, get you some experience going through the brand collab process. You're going to learn something from that. Um, and it can give you some exposure too. um, Lots of times the brands that say, well, we want to send you our product if you will post about it on your blog or post about it on Instagram, um, but we're basically paying you in product. The upside of that is, you know, this brand has a massive following and you could get your uh, content shared on their platform. So now you've taken, you know, just your small little uh, community that you've built just starting out and now all of a sudden you've blasted it out to millions of, of followers of that brand. Right. That can sometimes lead to building your own community too. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that what happens is over time, um, as you, as a blogger, influencer, as you're building your community and your community is getting greater, um, there will never be a shortage of offers from brands that are free, that are, that are not going to pay you a cent. And I think the problem is continuing to accept those and working for free. Who works for free? I don't know anybody in any other industry that works for free. You know, teachers, doctors, lawyers, uh, real estate agents, you don't work for free, right? You, so I think a lot of it comes down to knowing your own worth and being able to say, you know, transitioning this, this partnership that's been great that, you know, you've been doing based on a, on a gifted uh, basis and eventually saying, you know, look, my, um, I can provide you with some stats to show that I have really grown my, my audience. I am getting tons of hits, tons of questions. Um, my, my followers are invested in me and you when we work together. They love it when I use your product. Mm-hmm. So I really like to take our relationship a step further. Let's talk more long term. Um, let's talk, you know, the scope of the work. I really should, you know, let's talk budget. I mean, I know you probably have a budget for this, um, but with this scope of work, now that I'm doing a full blog post and original photography and editing all of that and the writing and then all of the social posts that's involved, I mean, you should be able to say to a brand, what is the budget you have for this? Right. And be prepared for them to come back and say, well, you tell us what your rate is. And I always try to put it back on the brand and say, well, my rates kind of depend on the scope of the work. So what are you looking for for this particular uh, collaboration? You know, are we talking just one Instagram post and a three-frame story? Or are we talking um, you know, three Instagram posts over the course of the next three weeks plus a full blog post, um, you know, it, it, are we talking- a lot of variables involved. Yeah. In so many variables and that takes time and effort and that's a lot of work. And so I try to put it back on them and don't be afraid if they really do push and say, no, we really need to have a rate from you. Don't be afraid to put your rate out there and say, well, for this scope of work, I, I should be paid this. Right. And that's really scary because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I really want to work with this brand. I love this brand. I use it all the time in my daily life. I can't wait to share it with my followers, but man, like I got to keep the lights on around here too, you know? So, well, and I think that with the, this kind of work and it is work is that what I've learned over time is that, that 
you have to remember that it is work and it is worth money, even though we may not be like saving the world here with, you know, brand partnerships with, you know, fashion and food and things like that. Of course not. That, that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's not work. It doesn't mean it's not valuable. Right. And you're, and you're right. You have to think about, golly, look, I'm putting time and effort into this and I'm doing these things and they're obviously interested. So all right, let's get paid. <laughs> right. And, you know, the general public um, likes to, I think there's kind of this trend of sort of hating on bloggers and influencers. And you know, it, they just, they're just jealous. They're like, man, <laughs> I want a job like that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of work. If, you, if you're thinking that right now, let me tell you, get ready to put the work in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is also really rewarding and fun. But I think this, this trend of, you know, oh, you know, influencers and bloggers and, and, there's a sort of, you know, negativity associated with it. The reality of it is, you know, influencer marketing has been around a very long time. Um, even before we had quote unquote influencers, um, think about all of these celebrities, actresses, models that have partnered with fragrance brands, fashion brands, automobiles, watches, you it's name the same it. thing. Yep. Yeah. You drive down the road and Daniel Craig is on a, on a um, billboard for, you know, an Omega watch. Why? Cause he's James Bond. And it works that you've been influenced, right? When you see that, you're like, oh my God, that watch is so cool. Like my husband would love that watch. That has been around forever. The, the shift now, I think, and I'm, I'm again, not, I'm a self-proclaimed non-expert, but having witnessed this sort of... Uh, she's an expert, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> but again, trying to be humble. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, in seeing the shift in, in that, well, it's now it's like everyday ordinary people, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not an actress or model or celebrity. Um, I'm like everybody else out there. But that's mm-hmm. what's so great about it is you can, you can find a, a blogger or an influencer that you relate to that, I mean, as a blogger, I follow other bloggers that I relate to, that I see all the time going, God, she's like, just like me, right? She, she likes to dress like I do. Her lifestyle is similar. Right. She's got a great personality, super fun. I learn things from her all the time and I like following her for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like an everyday person, just like I am, you know? So I think that's kind of the shift and in, in why a lot of people are struggling to understand this whole world of, of bloggers and how we work with brands. And, and is that, you know, well, they're, they're thinking, well, how does that even work? I mean, you're not right. this, you know, right. you're right. It's, it's, we we still haven't totally transitioned. And I don't know that we ever will because I'm, you know, people, notable, famous people will probably still influence for forever. So you're right. It's like, you're, you're, you're now sharing the space basically on all sorts of levels. But yeah, I mean, everybody's so used to, you've got to be super freaking famous. You've got to be of that level to influence anybody. And that's not the case anymore. Thanks to the the power of the internet and social media. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and you talk about this too. I saw, I think I saw something on your Instagram um, recently. It was like, you know, would you rather have a million unengaged followers or, you know, a hundred engaged invested uh, followers in your community, like yeah. social media, again, go back to the core of what it is. It's social. So I think community building, forging relationships with other humans, um, whatever it is that you are talking about, whether it's travel or fitness, or you're a food blogger, or um, you're a real estate agent, or mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, it's all about community building. And, um, you know, I would rather, and I think brands are recognizing that now too, that you would rather have 
a smaller committed invested audience than millions of people who probably didn't even see your Instagram post because they're following you know, a million other people too. I mean, right. it's getting lost in, in the, in the ether, so to speak. So, right. I agree with you. Y'all take note. What is it? This is February, 2020 when we are recording this. I really believe that. I feel like we're at the very beginning, still the very beginning of, um, the authorities and not authorities, but authority figures and anyone really starting to recognize that it's not just about numbers. I understand that clearly numbers up your odds of more people seeing you a certain percentage of those people see your posts. Um, clearly. So that's cool. If you get to a million followers, that's freaking awesome. But you're right. You don't have to. And people are finally starting to realize that, that there's value in those people that have 2,000 followers. And there's value in the people that have 900 followers. There really is, as long as you're doing all these other things, of course. But Well, yeah. I mean, even if you have a million followers, that post is not going to get all 1 million of those people to see it. So I've had brands now starting to ask me more about my engagement rates. Um, It's less about how many followers do you have? It's more about, we want to see the engagement. So um, how many times was it actually viewed and the demographics of that viewership? Um, And there's lots of tools that, um, you know, as a blogger, we employ to get all of these statistics. Um, Some of them are built in directly to the platforms themselves. If you have a business account on Instagram, you get a lot of analytics that you can pull from. Facebook has excellent analytics built into it. Um, As a platform, it's my weakest one. Um, I just, I think Facebook, my personal opinion on Facebook is it's just, it's kind of not run its course, but it needs a refresh at this point. Um, people are still using it, but it's my lowest traffic. Um, right. my well, it, it makes sense for what you do that it would be yeah. your lowest traffic. I feel like they've, I mean, they, there's even been recent commercials. Facebook has commercials, you know, but they're really focusing on groups. They're focusing on like-minded communities, that kind of thing. So, which is fine because that's good for some people. But, and that's great for some um, for some sectors, absolutely. Um, so but maybe not an influencer. Do, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> not. Maybe not. At least not yet. Not not yet. We'll see. There were some influencers, some bloggers that started, um, you know, a lot earlier than I did, and they grew a community on Facebook. Um, right. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's like Facebook's great for me. It just for me, it just didn't really take off. It. I, of course, I still publish to it. I still communicate with my followers there. It grows, but it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have great analytical tools built in. Um, mm-hmm. So you can see what your reach is, um, what your engagement rates are. Um, if you have a website, if you are um, running your own site, you know Google Analytics is your goldmine. Um, I get asked by brands, especially with partnerships, to for me to send them um, my current analytics of how much traffic I'm getting to my blog now. And then they will also ask me to send that after our campaign or our collaboration that we've worked on has ended as well. So um, a couple of things. Um, We talked about unpaid um, partnerships. The other side of that is paid. And this is great because it's like we just we just touched on you know, knowing your worth and the work that's involved and, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there and, and say, you know, tell me your budget for this project um, and negotiate what that is. Um, a lot of things are negotiable. I try to push for what I believe my time is worth and my effort is worth. Um, paid collaborations, um, you know, hopefully you get paid in 
cash money, right? <laughs> you, want, you want to get that check um, from the brand. Um, most of the time, um, payments are made through PayPal. So it's very easy these days um, to do that. There's not a ton of um, you know work up front to do that. Um, but I do think it comes down to knowing your worth and being able to say, you know, I really think I should be paid for this. I do have a, a funny story about that. Recently, I was working with um, a brand that I've had a long-term relationship with, and we started off as a gifting partnership. And over time, I mean, this is going on a couple of years now. I mean, I was, this was one of my first, like in my mind, I was like, this is my first like huge collaboration, right? Like this brand is so cool. And I started working with them and they were gifting me some things and I thought that was fine. And now we're to this point where it's actually um, become paid. And I was emailing back and forth with their PR contact and she was saying, um, well, this is kind of what we're thinking for this uh, collab, you know, and she kind of left it open, like, let me know what you think. And I was like, ooh, it's like a little low. I mean, it's it wasn't, I could have said, sure, like, I'll do it for that. But, and that was actually my immediate response because I was like, I love them so much. I don't want to like, you know, rock the boat. And I thought, yeah, I could, I could do it for that, you know? And then I sat back and I, and I actually walked away from my computer. I was like, you know what? I shouldn't though. Like this is, this is really what I should be paid for this. They're asking for the most they've ever asked for from me. So I went back to her and I just said, you know, Hey, I would, I'm so excited about this. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of put my excitement out there first. And I was like, I, you know, I love working with you guys and this campaign is going to be awesome. And I already have this idea and this idea and this idea for what we could do. Um, but I was wondering if, you know, we could increase the budget a little bit because you are asking for a lot more than what we've done in the past. Yeah. I didn't think that was unreasonable. And I was prepared for her to say no. Um, and I still would have done it for what they proposed because I do, I do believe in this establishing the long-term relationship and I do think it can continue to grow. I, I don't want to be greedy as well, but I did want to, you know, I didn't want to assert myself a little and say, look, you know, yeah. I'm doing a lot of work here. Um, and she, it was funny thing. I, I was prepared for her to say, no, you know, this is really all we can do. And I got an email back in like two minutes so she must have been sitting at her computer and she says, um, oh yeah, that's, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. So Is, I was, wasn't that an amazing, was that not an amazing feeling for you? Yeah. Right? I mean, sticking up for yourself. Like I was like, yes, like I, I do deserve more than that because this is, this is what I'm doing for you. And for them to come back and say, sure. Of course, the other side of my brain was going, well, maybe you didn't ask for enough, you know? <laughs> but then I was like, no, let's no, just, no. it's good. It's this good. Is fear. <laughs> you know, yeah. So we'll, we'll get there at some point. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I do think that can happen. I think you just have to, you have to do quality work for the brand. You have to show that you can meet their deadlines. Um, you have to show that, um, you are committed. You can communicate with them. And there's nothing worse than I think on the brand side of things for them to establish this um, collaboration with you, and you've got a timeline and all these deliverables you're responsible for as the blogger, and then the brand like never hears from you, or you don't you don't comment to them ever. I mean, yeah. the first things that I do when I get a collaboration set up is. I'm immediately emailing with them so that they know that, look, I'm around. I am not just like, I check my email. I respond. I communicate. The other thing is I make sure that I'm already following all of their social channels that I, I mean, that is important. You cannot, you, you should not, um, you should not enter into a brand collaboration. If you are not already engaging with this brand on social media, 
if you don't already, yeah, I mean, Brittany's yeah. class. I'm giving, I'm giving her a round of applause because it's so true. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, like basics, <laughs> like, like follow their damn accounts. Okay. Because you're going to work together. <laughs> yeah. And it's always funny because the brand will send over the requirements for the partnership and in the requirement, it's like listed in the requirements. Uh, you must be following us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, you know, Facebook. And you're like, and my immediate thought was, why wouldn't you be doing that anyway? Like, it's just funny. They have to put that in the requirement. Right. <laughs> but I guess, you know, some people don't, I don't know. That's funny. I mean, make sure you're following them, engage with them on those platforms, um, you know, like their posts, um, say things, you know, that are positive and then, um, get to work and do the work, do what they require, whether it's, you know, they say it's one Instagram post and a three story thing. I, I err on the side of doing, going over the requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never looked at a brand partnership and said, okay, I have my checklist and three, three requirements, check, check, check. I'm done. Um, I always take it a step further. If it's an Instagram story and they say three frames minimum, I end up doing like this really cool video and I make sure it's longer than three frames. And I mean, I go over the top because I think that matters. I think that that's, what's going to establish you as an influencer, as a blogger over other bloggers, influencers, and, and will help you get more, um, collaborations with that brand is if you do go over and above what's required. I don't have any problem with that. I know what I'm being paid. I know that technically I'm being paid just for these things, but I've never been the type of person to under deliver on anything. Um, it's led to more collaborations. It's led to long-term partnerships because I do that. Um, right. It's not just a flash in the pan, one and done partnership. And I just did the bare minimum. Right. Um, and if, and anybody out there in that, you could correct me if I'm wrong. If, if you're worried about um, going above and beyond, but like worried about time or something like that and it getting complicated, I feel like probably you agree, Erin, it doesn't have to be a co- complicated to go above and beyond for a brand. I feel like, I mean, literally just showing your face a couple more times than what they expected um, or something along those lines, uh, you're right. That does send them some sort of a positive message. Like, you know what? We told her three frames, but I'm pretty sure I counted six. That's amazing. Right. And <laughs> it, it doesn't be something to- simple that you've kind of added on yourself. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it does not have to be complicated. You don't have to sit there and go, Oh, well, I need to make this, you know, Hollywood level <laughs> video, you know, I mean, just, put your face on there, show your genuine um, interest in the brand and how much you love it and how much you want your followers to also love it. Um, And I think that comes through when you are genuine about that brand. Um, I think it's really obvious to me when I see other bloggers, um, you know, through influencer marketing, talking about a brand that I'm like, I don't think you use this. Um, There was something recently that came out. um, I was reading bunch of bloggers were kind of condemning this whole Walmart campaign that came out. Um, and I was not a part of it. Um, but essentially in a nutshell, um, Walmart had, uh, I guess reached out or had wanted to do a collaboration with all of these bloggers that have like massive followings. I mean, we're talking, um, you know, at least a million, maybe let's call it half a million to a million followers on Mm -hmm. Instagram. And so all of a sudden you started seeing bloggers that, um, all they ever push is like, you know, clothing from Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus. And then all of a sudden they're like, look at this cute top I got at Walmart. <laughs> and I kind of went, what? Is that like, on brand, girl? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not throwing shade at Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus and I'm not throwing shade at 
at Walmart, but it was just kind of like, I really well, don't think you have ever shopped at Walmart. Not that there's a, I mean, again, it's not about that. No, you're right. It's, it's a totally that. different brand. It's it was not just like, I just don't believe you. You know, it was just more like, I just don't believe that you shop there. And so that would be like, if I was to do an ad about camping, I mean, anybody that knows me would be like, girl, you are not in the wilderness. There's nothing wrong with camping, but it is not genuine. I understand. I hadn't heard about that. That's interesting. It was, um, it was a few months ago. And I even kind of thought to myself, because I followed some of the bloggers that were that were doing it. And I was like, look, I, I think the clothes are adorable. And I thought that, and I really think that Walmart has totally upped their game on fashion and beauty. They have some different brands now. Uh, Walmart.com has really improved. And I was like, this is actually a really cool campaign. My only issue with it was, you know, I just don't believe you, you know, I mean, it, yeah. and it was, and it wasn't just clothes. It was also cosmetics, you know, and so if you go from only sharing uh, or only collabing with premium brands, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, look at this chapstick I'm using. I mean, it was just, yeah, it just made no, it didn't make any sense. And there were some other sort of, you know, big name bloggers that kind of called it out and said, I just don't believe that you really shop there. And I think if you don't believe that person, that, that influencer, you don't, you lose a little bit of that trust. In right. That. That's a huge tip you guys right there on all of this. I agree with you completely. It's yeah. if, if somebody, if it's totally unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. that's, was, a pro- that's a problem. It was very strange. Um, so yeah, so that's just one example. So I think you really need to stick with, stick with things that you, you, it's kind of like stay in your lane, you know, like yeah. this is what I use. This is what I believe in. And, and therefore I can be genuine about sharing my experience using this product. Um, can I ask you a question about, yeah. I think we're kind of at this point in the behind the scenes timeline of like, of like, you've, you know, you've got your, your deal going, you've got your instructions and all these things. But like, what I want to know is, does anybody ever or have you ever experienced where you were given like super detailed instructions? I'm talking about not just like it needs to have a blog post with this many pictures and this post on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking like even more detailed than that, special requests, a certain way to display an item or, you know what I'm saying? Is, have you ever experienced that? Does it get super detailed? It, it can. Um, I would say that I, for the most part, I have a lot more creative leeway in these projects, okay. but I have had a couple of instances where um, it almost, it feels choking in a way because it's so specific of how you have to photograph this and what can be seen in the picture yeah. and what can't. Okay. Now I understand, um, you know, certain things like, um, Obviously, you know, if you're going to take a photo with our product, we don't want to see any competing products in the picture. Sure. Makes little sense to me. Um, I think, I think that's um, common sense, but um, a lot of times that's stated in there, but I, ha- but going even more specific than that, I have seen it where um, I mean, very specific on what kind of backgrounds are behind you. Um, a lot of times uh, in these situations, they'll want to tell you exactly what you need to say, um, which is difficult because I think that takes some of the um, the the uh, originality, the the personality of yourself out of it, and I think that's what makes um, you know your followers look at something and go, oh well, this is clearly an ad because she's using words and language that she never uses. Like yeah. it doesn't sound like you. I've seen that so many times. It's, yeah, it's kind of awkward. It's like, don't think it you wrote that girl. <laughs> it is, and I don't know if like the brand is just 
afraid that, you know, you're going to say something that they probably agree with, but a lot, but most of the time you have to submit, um, your, what you're going to say anyway. Like that was one of my next questions. Okay. So you're, sometimes you have to submit things kind of for approval, I guess. Yeah. You almost submit like a draft and and we call it at first, you have to submit for draft approval. So you will submit the photography. Like a blog. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, so like with you, it would be a blog post and other things, but like, is that also the case sometimes if it's only social media posts that you might need to send? Okay. Yeah. A lot of times, even if it's just for social media, um, especially like Instagram, they will want a draft submission. So, um, the picture or pictures you're planning on putting in the feed plus your, um, caption that you're going to use. And they will tell you, um, you know, you must use these hashtags. You must tag the brand with their handle. Um, and then of course, knowing as a blogger too, you have to follow FTC guidelines and disclose whether or not it's a sponsored collaboration. And that's by adding just hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad. And that at least keeps you legal and what you're okay. putting out there. But okay, yeah, so that's um, why you guys, that's why we all see that so often because yeah. That's, and that's, that's really sure. yeah. Within the last, um, you know, couple of years and they've really started to uh, crack down on it and Instagram. You'll notice like anytime, um, if you have a business account, anytime you are posting sponsored content, uh, the platform now prompts you. Um, if you attach, you know, hashtag sponsored, it prompts you and says, oh, this this seems like it's sponsored content. Do you want to tag the brand as a paid partnership? And you're supposed to do that. So I do that as much as I can um, whenever that that is possible. Um, right. uh, and when I say possible, I mean sometimes when I go to tag the brand as a paid partner, the brand has not... Um, basically flipped the switch on me, allowing me to do that. Yeah, you have to right. request it, kind of. But right. nine times out of ten, I'm like, I request that you know they know it's a paid partnership. They just haven't done it yet, so I tag them as a paid partner, and then within a few seconds, they approve it so that I it can show as paid partnership right. on Instagram. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, so you have to do that. Um, but they, you know, some, getting back to the original question, they uh, sometimes a brand will say, "We want you to state this in the caption," okay. or if it's a blog post, we need these um, keywords okay. used throughout, and we also need these specific links used. However, you want to put it in the blog post is fine, but we require these things. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It can be tough though, when it gets to be so specific where, I mean, it, they can just really, it, to me, I'm like, look, you wanted to work with me because you, you clearly like what I do. You like the quality of my work. Um, I would think you would want some of my personality to come through in this. Um, but you're kind of stripping all of that away because now I have to wear a specific thing. I have to, you know, sit a certain way, you know, I have to say something a certain way and it doesn't sound like me. And I think, you know, it's fine for me to tell my followers, Hey, this is a sponsored post. They get it. Um, they don't, they don't, you know, think that there's anything wrong with that or anything, but I think they're kind of like, Ugh, you know, she kind of, that sounds fake if, it, if it's not my own words. Right. And that so might the, be one of those examples, like you kind of talked about at the beginning of the conversation of like, sometimes things just aren't a good fit. Like it's okay. You don't have to say yes to everything. If for some reason it was overboard, it's one thing to have a request, but if, if I think if it makes you as the, the, the creator feel uncomfortable, 
clearly it's probably something you should pass on, but if you feel comfortable doing it, then cool. Yeah. And I pass on a lot of stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think there's a fear of when you pass on an offer to work with a brand that, um, you know, the first time you say no, you're kind of afraid of, oh, well, maybe I won't get another chance again. again. Oh, shit. I said no. <laughs> Nobody else is going to call. No, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a legit fear, but it's probably not real. <laughs> it's not. And, and so there's no, don't ever worry about that. There's nothing to do, uh, nothing to worry about where that's concerned. You can turn down things and, and we will still have other brands that, that yeah. want to work with you. The other thing too, and we've, all, we've really only talked about brands reaching out to the blogger or the influencer, but there's the other side of that. And that is pitching to a brand as a blogger. So, you know, you haven't, I don't think you just sit around and wait for offers to come in. That's really not how it works. You have to. No, not in any business, especially at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. especially, I mean, everybody does that in their business, right? You have to sell yourself. You have to be known out there. And so, you know, pitching to brands is a part of it as well. And there's something that um, if you don't have already as a blogger that you should have, and that's have a media kit. And I equate a media kit to basically like your resume for your blog right. um, or your Instagram or whatever you know, platforms you're using. But a media kit is like an all about you. It's a concise uh, document that can be emailed to a brand that will give them an idea of what exactly it is that you do, your stats, um, things that I include in mine. I have a bio about myself. I have a little blog bio about when I started. Um, I have all of my, your contact information is very important. That on there, all of your social handles and some brief stats on the media kit, like um, number of followers. You can put engagement rates on there, um, especially if you're smaller. Um, I would definitely include engagement rates. Um, some of your um, blog stats, which again comes from your Google Analytics. Um, you can highlight any brand collabs that you've already done. So that lets the new brand know, the brand that you're pitching to, that lets them know that, hey, I've already worked with these guys over here. Um, and then highlight some of that content that you created for those brands too. And you can make it a linkable document so they can just click on that link. It takes them right to your post and they can see all the work that you did for that other brand. Do, do you keep what the media kit? I'm sorry, I just have a question about it. Do you keep yours... Um, here I am in this light in this window. Do you keep yours um, publicly available on your website or do you not and only send it privately directly to whomever you want to see it? Right now I'm sending it privately to whoever I want to see okay. it. And that's probably pretty common. I just was curious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's wrong to make it public, but yeah, that's yeah. probably common. I would think that... Um, you know, I don't include anything like rates. I, I don't include any monetary information on it. Like yeah. I charge this much for. Well, and because and right there, like we said earlier, there's so many variables. I mean, even if you wanted to, it would be extremely difficult to have a price list Absolutely. As, as an influencer. Yeah. It's not yeah. cut. There's so many variables. And the other thing too, is you never want to undersell yourself either. I mean, for what I think my time is worth, you know, I would, it, I would rather the brand say, you know, well, here's our budget. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, that's a great budget. That's a little bit more than I was probably going to ask you for. I'm glad I kept my mouth shut. And yes, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I don't, I don't have any of that on my media kit. So there's probably not a reason why I couldn't publish, publish it publicly, maybe on, um, you know, LinkedIn, or I could put it on my blog too. That's fine. 
Yeah, if somebody wanted to do that, yeah, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with it since you're yeah. not. And it's just a rates. PDF um, that I made, and I made it, I branded it so that it, it's very similar. I use the same fonts that I have on the blog. Um, I have the same color palette that's on the blog, so I, everything is cohesive. It's a marketing tool, so it should be cohesive as far as all of those technicalities. But the information on it, um, you know, I like to highlight special projects that I think are some of my best work. Um, I do have a list of ways that brands could work with me on there, you know, whether it's um, sponsored blog content, if it's a, um, it could be a, an event appearance, you know, if we're just talking about, you know, a, a shopping event at J. Crew or something. Um, it could be, um, just, you know, working on a giveaway of some kind. So I do have some things listed, but then I always often say, you know, there's really, it's limitless. We can do anything. Um, I have lots of ideas. This is just something, some of the ideas that I've done with other brands, but it's it's like a resume. It's a great way to brag on yourself a little bit, but giving the brand everything that they would need to know if they said, if they said, Hey, you know, what is cathedrals and cafes about? And what have you done? Well, here it is. Um, So have that for sure. Since we're talking about creating a media kit, I want to tell you about Canva. So Canva is this incredible platform where you can create graphics and designs and all kinds of amazing things in an easy way. It's not complicated. It's not super fancy. It's not confusing. And you can try it for free. So here's the deal. Canva Pro normally starts at just $9.95 a month, which is honestly a steal. But right now you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So to do that, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's T-R-Y-C-A-N-V-A-P-R-O. Socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. Give it a shot. You're going to love it. Uh, we we don't have time to go into the exact process of reaching out to people, but I do wonder, um, do you basically just like, if you could just give like a quick tip or two on how to even know who to reach out to, I feel like that would be one of the biggest obstacles. I mean, is there anything just like a little something to help somebody? <laughs> that can be the hardest thing. Um, you know, but if you start, start with the brand's website and scroll all the way down at the bottom, there's usually all of those links that we never go to when we're just shopping, right? Because it's like careers and about and, you know, all right. of those things. That's your gold line of information um, where you can typically find email addresses or contacts to email, um, especially if you are not a blogger who, you know, has a, um, a management company. There are bloggers that have management companies that help them establish these connections with brands, but they are on a very large, um, large scale follower level. I don't have a management company that I work with. So it's up to me to find those contacts. And that's, it's usually on the website. You can kind of, it may take you a few tries to find the right person. um, But a lot of times they'll have a social media manager or a PR person. Um, Look for someone like that. Okay. Um, you know, don't, don't email the CEO, you know, <laughs> don't email, um, you know, just some Joe blow in accounting. Um, you're going to look for <laughs> marketing contacts, social media contacts, PR contacts. Um, and again, don't just email them and like say, okay, I'm done. Like I never have to follow up and they're going to email me back. They're getting thousands of these emails right. all the time from, you know, supposed influencers. So, 
you've got to make yourself stand out. And we could do a whole other episode (laughs) on how to do that. But just one tip is I always go all the way to the bottom of the website, usually in that about section or careers or um, contacts. And I just start digging and I find, I look for PR listings, marketing, social media people, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just start emailing. Yeah. Okay, and I, I just wanted to give at least somebody somewhere to start because that could yeah. be very like, what the hell? I don't know who works there. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You want to get to the right person, but it's, it's tough and just be prepared to, you know, stay on it. And if that's a brand you really want to work with, um, you know, don't be annoying and email them like every single day, but you know, send an email, wait three or four days. You don't hear anything, follow up. Um, I tend to not be aggressive and send my media kit like right away. I, I keep it short and sweet and just really just, Hey, here I am. Here's my website. Would love to work with you. That is such that in my opinion, that is very good advice really in any business. Honestly, whenever you're really just starting to try to like establish that relationship, you cannot be sending them a novel the first time you reach out. It's too much. It's too much. No, it's too much. They don't even know who the hell you are. Like Aaron said, make it brief and nice and in a way for them to access some more information like your website, of course, and that's it. And then let it develop from there. Yeah. Don't bring up money or anything like that either. Like, don't just come right. up and be like, hey, I want to work with you and uh, what's your budget? I mean, that's just, <laughs> right. don't, that's not, you got to establish yeah. that relationship first. Right. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, got to say it. You never know. Um, you have to say it. You have to say it. So what, so, um, so what kind of happens next? So we, you know, you've got it going on, you've done your thing or you're, you're creating it or whatever, like what can people expect later in the process of working with a brand? Like whenever you're starting to be done or you're, you're, you're posting your stuff or whatever, what happens? Like, do they, are they like, we saw it. It looked good. I mean, you know, what is that like? (laughs) Um, So the first thing, as soon as my content goes live, um, there's, well, there's typically a deadline where they say, you know, your content must go live by this date. So whether you do it three days ahead of that or not, I try to do it at least a day ahead just to, again, I like to deliver on stuff. So um, I do that. As soon as it goes live, I will email my contact, whether if it's through a PR company that works with this brand and and bridging, you know, the relationship between blogger and brand, or if it's someone directly at the brand, I email them that day that it's gone live with all of my links um, to what, to every post, to the blog post, a link to um, the Facebook post, a link to the Instagram post, everything. Right. And, you know, I always say, you know, here it is, it's live today. This was so much fun. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. I love working on this project with you. I think my readers are going to be amazed, you know, whatever. And then I say, um, you know, please, I'd love to know your feedback. Um, you know, please tell me what you think. Thanks again. That's good. I wouldn't have thought to ask you that to say, let me know, you know, give me your feedback. Yeah. I mean, I, of course I want to know because if this, especially if this is a brand that I want to work with again in the future, if there's something I'm doing that they don't like, I want to know that so that I can avoid doing that stuff. Um, so I, and I've always gotten positive feedback back. So that's the first email that usually goes to them. And then I wait. Um, typically like I'll let the post sit for, um, 
oh, a couple of days, maybe, maybe three days. And I don't know if this is a right or wrong thing to do. This is just what I've been doing, but I'll let it sit for a few days and then I'll collect all the, the viewership data, the engagement. And then I will send another email that says, Hey, this post has been out for last couple of days. Looks like it's performing great. Um, this is the engagement on the Instagram post. I got this many hits on the blog post. Um, it looks like readers are loving it. Um, I wanted you to have this. Let me know what you think. And then that's just a good way to show them the performance of the product you delivered. And I think that that your wording on that particular communication, as long as your wording is all really positive, like the things that you just said, even if you are are at this lower level of readership, of followers, um, that's not really huge numbers you still have to present that in a way like, look, <laughs> you right. know what? 24 people read it and I only have, you know, <laughs> 300 followers. So, you know, like you That's need to really present it as a positive. Like you said, my, my readers are loving this. I'm hearing great things, whatever, because you Absolutely. never ever want to be like, hopefully it'll get better. <laughs> right. no, Don't you know, put yourself down to them. Be positive. Draw attention to anything negative about it. Um, you can even like anytime I've received, um, even if it's like a DM or a comment on the blog post where someone has said, "I love this," um, you know, does it come in this color or whatever? Mm-hmm. Just whatever the feedback is from people, I will screenshot those things and send that to the brand and say, "Look, this so is like smart. this is the actual actual feel for real live people." You know, it's not just a number that you're giving them. Um, but you know, to your point too about saying, you know, yeah, only twelve people read it, but I only have 24 followers. So that's 50%. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. However you need to present it, but yeah, it needs to be in a positive way. Like you're feeling optimistic about this content. Wow. It's already done this and it's been a few days and yep. people love it. You know? Yeah. I just want people to remember it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to mean anything that it doesn't have to mean. Absolutely. It is whatever it is to your people and whatever the numbers are, they are just be positive. Just be positive. Absolutely. And the other thing too, you can do, you know, is beyond like the requirements of the, of the partnership um, is, you know, after you've done your work, you've posted it, it's gone live, you've done all the communication with them. That partnership is essentially over. Um, The timeline's ended, you know, you're moving on to something else. Um, If you still really remember liking with that, working with that brand and liking working with them, um, you can continue to post and share about them. I mean, especially if it's something that you wear all the time or use all the time, I'm still posting and tagging that brand every time I do it. Um, Well, you have the content too. Like you spent the time and effort to create all that content. Why not use it? That's amazing. Absolutely. Use the content you've created, reuse the content you've created in other ways. I mean, if you did a post um, a, a blog post all about a, this pair of shoes, you know, rework that into another post about how you could style those shoes a different way for a different season. So now you took a, a collaboration that was winter and you've transitioned into how can you wear these shoes also in spring? And then again, tag the brand. Um, it's funny. I get a lot of attention from brands when I tag them on Twitter, which is so random. I don't, I mean, I and love big brands like Twitter. <laughs> do I medium in mediums all a lot of them do yeah Twitter is like so random for me but I I get a lot of um, retweets um, and shares on Twitter I think because it's easy yeah I was about to say Twitter makes that very easy which is which is nice it's great I mean there's a a, on your screen and it's re and it's shared again and I think um that brands like that that it's easy to, to share like that too so Twitter is don't discount Twitter I know we talk a lot about Instagram Instagram is so important um, 
but at the end of the day, as a blogger, um, my website, which is what I own, which is what I pay for, I pay for the, the cybersecurity on it, yeah. uh, my firewall, my domain name, right. um, all of that stuff that goes into my, my search engine optimization, um, I pay for you know yearly. I own that. And so that is always going to be what I'm, what I'm trying to get my followers from all of my social platforms to come back to the blog. It's where all the information is and blogs are not dead. I mean, you can read a lot of stuff about, there's a lot of back and forth on that. And I can show you some stats or show you they're not. Um, my, I get tons of readership. My blog is my, is my bread and butter. Um, most people that, um, buy the products that I am recommending, they shop through my website before they shop through Instagram. So, it's so true too. And like you said, and I think you've actually talked to me about that before. And it's very true that you, that's yours. You own it. You don't own Instagram, unfortunately, (laughs) Um, or or any other social media platform or anything along those lines. Like, but you do own your domain, your, your website, your, the work that's on it. Everything is actually yours. And you guys keep that in mind. There's so many times I have seen, unfortunately, um, a blogger or influencer that does have a website link listed on their social, but when you go to it, maybe they haven't posted in forever, but they've been so active on social. And it's like, you know, it's, it, if, if you want to have that, why not have that, that, that stuff that that's yours, you know, cause you have control over it, you know, exactly. And it doesn't have to be, again, just like the other stuff, it doesn't have to be anything you don't want it to be. Right. It doesn't have to be like somebody else's. It doesn't have to be written a certain way like it's yours do as you want but yeah to have it's it's like this show that's what that's what the show is for me like you're funneling people to the show because this is where the good information is it's the same as same as your writing why not try to get everybody to go there that's where that solid work is right and I do I do that all the time too when I follow other bloggers you know they'll they'll put a little tidbit out on Instagram, like you get like one or a handful of pictures right in the feed and just a little bit of information because I I don't particularly enjoy reading long captions. I try to keep it a little bit shorter. Um, I I just, I just personally for me, but if it's a, if it's a lot of good information that I want and they say, Hey, here's some of it here on Instagram. But if you want the other nine tips that I have, go to my website. I'm sure as heck going there. I mean, that link in bio is so easy to tap on and then you're there and and then you can scroll and you can, you know, um, you know, uh, skip around it all you want on the blog, but, um, you just, you can put so much more good information on a single blog post on a website than you can on that little caption field that you get on Instagram. Right. So, Use it as, you know, a, use it as a springboard, use it as, use it as a teaser. You know, I, I like to put like, you know, if you're doing something like three ways to wear something, well, here's two of them on Instagram. If you want to see the third way, hop over to my blog, link in bio. Right. Um, and it's a good way to like, you know, drag people over to your website again, which is what you are paying for, what you own. Right. Um, Instagram could go to hell in a handbasket tomorrow. You don't know. Right. Um, you don't know. There's no That's control true. over that. You know, it's, it's so a- true. I mean, what was it last year? The Instagram was down for like a day or something. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> the world is ending. But you know, yeah. hey, that, that's why people still talk about this, 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 this uh, content that you own, your long form yeah. content, your blogs, your, your shows, your podcasts, your whatever the heck it is, you know, uh, videos that 
you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, it's really important to try to have that thing that's yours. It's not just a social media handle. Well, last year when that Instagram thing happened, I actually um, had a very scary moment where I was, I I went into Instagram (coughs) and I noticed that half of my feed posts were gone. Just (laughs) deleted for no reason. And I'm like, what the heck happened? And of course, if you've ever had problems with Instagram, there's nobody you can just, you know, call. (laughs) There's not like a quick helpline, like Instagram customer service. (laughs) So I was like, so I just reported it. And for like two days, I was worried because I was like, and they were great. It was great content. It was just gone for no reason. Well, it was, they had a problem. There was a glitch and it ended up getting fixed. (laughs) But for two days, I was like in panic mode because there was nobody I could talk to. However, with my website, this also happened last year. I went to it one day and I could not get my site to load. It was like it was down. But because I pay for that, I called my web hosting service and I was like, what the heck is going on with this? And they were like, oh, this is something weird with your firewall. And I went through a whole deal with them, but it was great because I could actually fix it, you know, because it was, again, something I have control over. Instagram was like, oh, well, you lost half your content. And I was like, great. This is- not cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I always bring up that story because I have um, friends that are like, you know, I just don't really want to put the effort into a blog. You know, Instagram is so much faster and I can just, you know, upload stuff super quick. And I'm like, yeah, but what happens when Instagram is no longer, you know, the cool thing? I mean, look at TikTok. TikTok is like blowing up. <laughs> and, you know, two years ago, nobody knew what TikTok was, you know? Right. So it's just... Yeah. You just, you just never know. And it's just smart. It's just smart to have your own, your own little place where you have your content that, that is yours. Like you said. And brands brands are still asking for that. That's the thing is yes. A lot of the the partnerships, the, the brand collabs that I work with Instagram is a huge integral part of that partnership. They want the Instagram post, but the blog post is still like a requirement. It's what they're asking for. So that tells you something too. A lot of them do not want to work with you if you don't have a presence online, a a site, a a blog, a website, whatever you want to call it. Um, So that is still very relevant. Okay. So you guys, if you want to be legit, you you need to have both. So let's, okay. So let's start to close it up. We're, We're running low on time here, but I want to make sure before we are done on this topic, any, what are your final thoughts? What are your final <clears throat> pieces of advice for, for somebody out there that's really wanting to do this the way that you're doing it, the, the right way, and it's actual work, it's valuable work? Um, what else would you say to those people if they're discouraged or if they're scared to start or if they've hit bumps in the road, anything like that, you know? <clears throat> I've definitely had moments myself where I've been discouraged. The thing to keep in mind is there's nobody like you. And there's no reason to be like somebody else. So it can be tempting to see what someone else is doing and say, oh, I got to do exactly what she's doing because apparently it's working for her. Well, yeah, it's working for her because she's who she is. It doesn't mean that, or he's who he is. That it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. You have to recognize that you are you. There's only one you. And you matter. You have things to say. You you are an interesting person and, and recognize that worth in yourself, that you don't need to copy what other people are doing. Um, 
it's okay. Like I, I so appreciate when I see originality come through on Instagram because mm-hmm. there's only like, you know, 9 million photos of someone sitting in their car with, you know, their Louis Vuitton overflowing with roses, you know, and you're like, everybody's done this picture. You know, it's the same. That went on for forever. What was oh. up with the Louis Vuittons in the cars? Why are we doing photo know. shoots in our cars with our purses? I don't know. It was like somebody did it once and everybody went, oh, that's so cool. And then everybody copied it. And it just, it, what does that make you do? It makes you scroll right on by. Right. So my biggest thing is be you, stick to what you know. Don't let all of that noise around you change how you think you need to be doing something because that's when your originality, your genuine self doesn't come through. Um, so stick with that. Don't get discouraged. I do think that a small community is every bit as rewarding and um, valuable as a massive community. If you, Massive communities, most of those people following are not seeing everything. Anyway, I would much rather have a an organically cultivated community of people that, you know, I love to hang out with online. I mean, that's just, that's the basis of it. You know, I mean, you and I hang out virtually (laughs) and we haven't really seen each other in person in years and, and it's cool. You know, it's like, it works. And that's, that's part of it. Like you and I connected over social media and here we are doing this show together and you have a podcast now and it's like crazy. Like, it's just awesome how that happens. And I think, you know, to anyone who is just looking to getting started, you don't really know where it's going to take you necessarily have a goal in mind. My goal was, I want to blog, I want to share my life experience, I want to connect with other people that um, are sort of living the same sort of lifestyle that I am, or maybe people aspire to it or whatever. But I like to inspire other people. And it's fun for me at the end of the day, it's creative. I did not get into this saying, Oh, I want to make millions of dollars being a blogger or influencer. If you're getting into it for that reason, that is the wrong reason to do it. You need to do it because you want to share your knowledge. You want to connect with people. You love being a creative person. It's fun. You're open to new things. Not that you're sitting here saying, I want to make lots of money. That's not the reason. Can it eventually make you money? Sure. Totally. Is that why you do it? No. <laughs> so, right. That's right. Enjoy enjoy the process. If you're if you're you're not if you're not gonna enjoy the process, then you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, why go, you know, if you're miserable in your job, change it. Do something else, right? You know, you don't stick around in something that you that you hate doing. Um, even if the money is great, right? You you're just going to be miserable. I've been there. I money was awesome hated the job, you know, so I had to change what I was doing. Um, and I'd much rather be, rather be doing something that I really believe in and love and don't get into it for those wrong reasons. Let's do it because right. you love it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my gosh. So much information. So That's much. That was, that was awesome. I mean, it flew, it flew by. It yes. flew by. But um, I know you gave a lot of people out there some really great information. I would like for you to tell everybody how to find you, <clears throat> excuse me, how to find your blog and how to find you on social media, of course, so that they can follow you and be inspired by you. Sounds great. Well, um, my blog is cathedralsandcafes.com. It's 
all one word. And it's the same as my handle on social media. So um, Instagram is at cathedrals and cafes. My name is Erin. So um, I'm the only one that has this handle even remotely like it. So I should pop up right at the top. <laughs> um, but I would love a follow. Um, I try to post on my feed every day. I'm usually on stories um, throughout the week. Um, I do watch her stories. Side note, (laughs) this should not even be a side note. We should just talk about her stories. She knows I love her stories. Y'all, they're so pretty. And it like no pressure, Erin. They really are. They look so nice. And we talked about this last time, and I won't get into it. I know we're about to end, but it's good. It's good, good, good. Watch Erin's stories, you guys. They're really inspiring and they're just nice. They're just nice to watch and see. Good. You're so sweet, Bernie. I appreciate it. Well, thank you guys. And and yeah, look for me on stories for sure. I do a weekly series every Friday. I call it CNC Fridays. And I tend to be on it a lot more on Fridays. I do like a little behind the scenes of, you know, what mm-hmm. goes on around here, my life, the blog, everything. Um, I share a lot more on Friday. It's just kind of like my day to do that. But I'm on it a lot. Um, cathedrals and cafes, just find me there. Um, find me on Facebook. I'm on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, You'll get, to see her ador- you'll get to see her adorable dogs sometimes. Yes. In the Come for the dog pictures, too. if anything. <laughs> and seriously, they're just like this amazing bonus on top of everything else. It's so cute. Yeah, there's a lot of um, puppy cuteness around here. So even if you like don't care about anything else I do and you just want to see cute dogs, I'm cool with that. Like. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. All right, Erin. Well, thank you so much for being here yet again. And I'm sure you'll be back yet again. (laughs) I would love to. I always have a great time here. (laughs) Okay. Thanks again to Erin for all of that awesome information. I absolutely love having her on the show. That was her second time and I know she will be back. I hope you guys loved it. I wanted to remind you before we go today to go ahead and grab my How to Create Your Personal Brand guide. So if you want to um, attract followers on social media, just based upon you being you, then you need this guide. It's easy to understand. I created it for you and it's free. So all you got to do is go to brittanycrossoncom slash join dash email, or just go to brittanycrossoncom and tap on join email in the menu. And as soon as you join my email list, you're going to get the how to create your personal brand guide immediately in your inbox. And it takes you through step-by-step on how to create your brand and maintain it. And it's super valuable. It's going to change the game for you. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) All right. That's it for today's show. Thanks for being here and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.